Greetings, beautiful people. This is your girl Chestoria Reads, and we are on the same page. What's good, y'all? So the podcast is finally here. Um, if you've been following me for a while, you know last year I kind of started that podcast and um I didn't really fall through with it but I did continue to read a lot of books um because writing and reading are just a part of me and um I'm actually an author I wrote two books the first book that I wrote is entitled Dear Sydney which is a short memoir of kind of my journey um, and experience, you know, with losing a son and then coming out of that and healing from other things. And then my second book was another journey I went through with just connecting to a part of myself that's connected to the earth. Um, The book is entitled Seven, and the book was actually... I want to say trigger, but the book's, book was actually um, inspired by a hiking trip that I took with one of my friends. And on the hiking trip, I literally heard um, the audible voice of God for the first time. And then that kind of, you know, trickled into a book, you know. Um, but um, it's essentially about, you know, seven spiritual lessons that um, we learn about ourselves, God, you know, life, life lessons through um, plants, right? Because plants are nature, they are earth, we are part of earth, and, you know, nature was here before us, so we can actually learn a lot from nature, um, and, and, you know, in text, whether it's biblical texts or book texts, we find that nature is often um, referred to a revered, you know, to God, you know, because nature is an essence of who God is. And so that's kind of what the book entails. I hope you guys read seven. I'll go ahead and tell you, Dear Sydney is super duper, it's sad. Okay. So, but it's inspiring at the same time. So yeah, but, um, that's kind of a little bit about me. I'm the author. I've been reading books since I was, since I, since I could read and reading for me, was I don't want to say an escape um because when you think of escape escape sounds really like tragic to me so (laughs) I'm like I'll say escape but it was a way for me maybe it was an escape um but I don't know what it would be an escape from so I would say reading for me I found an interest in it because I love using my imagination and traveling to different places and creating, you know, visions in my head because I'm a visionary. And so I've been reading since I could read. And I can't tell you guys how many books I've read my whole life and definitely can't tell you how many books I've read the last couple of years, last four years. But if you follow me, you know, I post a lot of my books. And um, I typically read like a mixture of like poetry and you know non-fiction fiction sci-fi fantasy i've never really gotten into mystery 
but maybe a couple of times. Um, so I like to read a, you know, a plethora of genres of books. I'm not just stuck on one set of books, right? Um, and so I'm doing this podcast because last year and the, the last two years, I would always post, you know, the books that I was reading. And so people would always ask me, hey, what you reading? What you recommend? So I was like, you know what? People still asking me that to this day. I'm just going to do a podcast. So that's what this is. And this first episode, you know, is a, is is going to be about a book that I read last year. But the but doing this actual podcast episode about this book was actually triggered by a thought or maybe an emotion that I had not too long ago. Um, I read the book a while ago and then I re, you know, refreshed on like, you know, tabs and things that I had highlighted in the book this year because I often go back and reflect on my books but recently I was super annoyed right and so because I've been in this space of healing and introspection and definitely you know when I'm feeling my emotions I take time to sit with myself to figure out why I feel what I feel oftentimes probably 99.9% of the time when I'm feeling something that makes me feel unbalanced I hibernate Right. Because I've been around people and I've been in situations where people will project, you know, their emotions. And I don't like the way that feel when people project on me. So I try to be very intentional about not projecting on others. Right. So I go into these spaces of hibernation to really go within myself, you know, do the word introspection. Why do you feel this way? What triggered this? Where were you when this happened? You know, processing those emotions. And so I was annoyed not too long ago. And I was really trying to figure out why I was annoyed. And I figured it out. I was annoyed because I realized that I am annoyed by stagnation. I am annoyed by complacency. I am annoyed by repeating cycles, whether it's internal, whether it's something I'm doing and it has to do with me or whether it's external, like my environment, people around me, situations. And if at any point I feel stagnation or if any point I feel complacency or cycles, I get aggravated. And I realized that I got aggravated or annoyed because I'm not going to say I've surpassed those things, but I recognize that those things are not productive or conducive to me growing, healing and moving forward. And so anytime I feel that around me or within me, it annoys me. It's almost like I feel like the Holy Spirit is like, hey, this right here, we can't go back to this. So it's a, it's an indicator for God to remind me. You know, it's like an emotion, emotional indicator for me that if you feel stagnation or complacency or cycles, I'm going to make you so annoyed that you have to get out of that space, (laughs) which is super cool. So I was thinking about that. Right. And in thinking about that and processing those emotions, I thought about a book I had read, which was um, As a Man Thinketh. Right. And. 
in this book, this book is by James Allen, and it was written like in 1900s, right? So it's super old, but in this book, I thought, or in that moment, I thought about a quote he said. I'm going to read it to y'all. The quote is, men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves. They, therefore, remain bound. I'm going to read that to y'all one more time. Men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound. And I was like, oh, right there. That's exactly what I'm feeling. Like, I'm, I'm so aggravated by, because, you know, when you think about stagnation, complacency, cycles, it's like you're not moving forward. And I'm kind of one of those people like if we talking about the same thing, the same thing happening, we not coming up with so solutions. I'm annoyed. And so that's what triggered that for me. I, don't, I think I was having a conversation with someone or, or somewhere. I don't know. Remember what what exactly triggered it. But I just know I made a mental note to come back to that. And it brought me to this book. Now, this book is actually. I guess it would be like in the self-help genre or it wouldn't really be like a biography. So it'd be more like the self-help genre, right? Um, Because uh, James Allen is actually like a philosopher. Um, He writes a lot. I mean, he has tons of books about, you know, the way you think and from poverty to power and all the things added and through the gates of good and by ways of blessedness and out of the heart. And so he talks about really going within and digging in yourself and realizing that God has given you the power to change your circumstances, to change what's going on around you. And it's it really goes back to um, that scripture uh, so as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. Is right, you know. So whatever you think in your mind, that's who you are. That's what you are. That's what's going to be. Because everything that is is because of a thought. I want, I want, I want y'all to really think about that. Everything that is now existence technology clothes everything was a thought that became a reality and so he uses that same concept and principle like you know as you think so are you if you think you broke you broke if you think you sick you sick right but what's so dope about this writer and this book is actually knowing James Allen's story, right? James Allen was like this, like I said, he was a British, I want to say he was British um, philosopher. Um, He was well known for like writing inspirational books, poetry, pioneering, like self-help. He was actually the pioneer for the self-help movement, pretty much. Um, And he was, I think, the oldest of two brothers. And his mother couldn't read and his mother couldn't write and his dad came over to America 
to find work because I think his dad was like a factory knitter. And during that time, um, there was like a downturn in like the textile trade of central England. So his daddy was like, hey, I'm going to have to leave y'all for a little bit. Go over to America and find work. I'm going to stack some bread and then I'm going to come back and get y'all. Well, two days after his daddy got to England, I mean, not to England, to America, after he left England, two days and he got into America, he got robbed and killed. And so James Allen, I want to say he was like 15 when that happened to his dad. So he had to drop out of school and go work to help support his mom and his and his siblings because he was the oldest child. And back then, you know, that was kind of a typical thing. So imagine what he thought about and what emotions he was going through at 15, having to leave school and work and work and be the man of the house because his father had passed away while trying to go and prepare a better life. And all of his books, all of his work, all of his writings are based on the concept of bettering, knowing who you are, knowing the power within you. So that you can manifest or so that you can walk in all that God has for you. Because I don't think that we really grasp the concept that don't nothing move down here. And don't nothing really move in heaven until we open our mouths or until we think it. I'm going to find the biblical scriptures to back up what I'm saying. God has given us dominion here. And we do not, and I say we because I'm still, you know, working on that too. But we do not fully walk in or exercise the power and the authority and the gifts and the anointing that God has gifted all of us with. I just, so this man... Lost his father, had to work. His mother couldn't read and write yet. He was so motivated and inspired by bettering his situation that he changed his whole thought concept. Because if you think about epigenetics, right? Epigenetics is pretty much that, you know how people say, oh, high blood pressure running my family when actually... That's not a, like a genetic thing. That's more of a pattern. So epigenetics is if your mama has high blood pressure, you are more likely to have high blood pressure because of the thoughts and patterns that were embedded in you as a child. Right. So you are pretty much the result of your environment. Right. So you can't pass heart blood pressure because it's not genetic. But if you eat like mama, if you stress like mama, if you um live like mama or uncle whatever whoever's around you then you're more likely to repeat those cycles that's what epigenetics is okay so oh essentially i mean it's a little bit deeper than that but that's kind of like the basis of what epigenetics is so and that's also the spiritual thing of generational curses so think about james allen james allen could have easily decided that or, or fall into the path of, you know, not saying that his daddy was a, you know, they were poor or anything. But, you know, his dad worked in a factory. He had to travel to a whole nother country to find work. 
And he could have like fallen to that same, like, you know, I'm just going to work in a factory like my daddy did, right? I'm going to get married and have kids and I'm going to do like my daddy did, right? He could have, but something snapped in his brain that changed the whole course of his life to the point where he he recognized and he realized the power that God had given him. And he spent his life mission teaching people about that. Profound. But that's James Allen. <laughs> and that's As a Man Thinketh. And I felt like I wanted to talk about this book because I had that moment I told you about earlier. Which triggered a quote that I remembered from that book. Which helped to bring into perspective. And then I was like, you know, I wish more people knew about this book. The the knowledge, the wisdom, the quotes, the thought-provoking, just pages and pages of thought-provoking words and paragraphs and sentences. I mean, just mind-boggling. The book, I want to say, is only like 84 pages. However... This is not a book that you read, like, in a day. I mean, you could, but if you, I don't know if you guys remember that I posted a while back, because I pretty much cleared up my Facebook, but I posted a while back that whenever you read a book, it's imperative, especially like a book that's very thought-provoking, one that you feel that you've been led to read and study. It's very important that you don't just rush through those books and that when you read books like that, you actually read it and step away from it and sit with what you read so that you're so that you can process your thoughts, your emotions, make connections, come back to it. Um, And then I also recommend that you read it more than once. Right. Because repetition is super duper important um for retaining information sometimes you can get it right away right but for the most part when you repeat something it's going to stick with you so i highly recommend that when you read books you don't rush through it and that you read it more than once And this is one of those books that you're going to have to read it more than once. You're going to have to sit with it weeks, days, months, maybe years. It's a book that you carry with you. It's a book that you keep on your shelf. It's a conversation. It's definitely a conversational piece. Like, I slightly be having conversations with people about stuff that I read in this book. And I make them think it's just like a real uh, general conversation, but it's something that came from the book and it ends up being this beautiful dialogue because I know how I feel and think, but I use literature and I use books, especially like this, because I use these as conversational pieces to have with other people because we all be talking about the same thing, you know, same stuff going on social media, same TV show, same movies. I like different I'm just I like different so books are a way for me to expand my thinking to um 
create conversational pieces to use for therapy introspection and and this book definitely did it for me because it was amazing that I had that moment recently but immediately Holy Spirit reminded me of that book that I had read and it brought everything back full circle right you know the idea that I was so aggravated because of that that quote reminded me that if we're not improving ourselves, we're bound. And I don't like that. I don't like feeling constricted. I don't like feeling repeated. And, and if I hear that around me, if I'm connected to someone like that, or if it's within me, myself exposing, you know, myself, I'm like, oh, no, we got to fix that. We got to change that because no. So, yeah, y'all go read this book. It's James Allen, As a Man Thinketh. Um... Now, mind you, remember, it was written in 1908, okay? So, the writing may be a little bit different, the wording, because, you know, at different time periods, we we spoke differently. You know, we talked differently. We said different, you know, we phrased our sentences differently. But I love reading old literature, like older literature. It's so thought-provoking. Because I feel like the, the the language, our language often changes. Even though I feel like we're saying the same thing. But it's interesting to go back and read an older piece of literature. And it, it, it actually rewires your brain, right? Because you're so used to reading how, how this time frame talks. That when you go back and read in a different era... It forces you to slow down so that you can really retain and understand what is being said because the the dialect is different. Um, you know, so for sure, like definitely, um, go read this book. As a man thinketh, um, I loved it. I will keep it with me. I will hold on to it. I'm probably gonna get me a. Um, a backpack and that's going to be like one of those books that I keep in my backpack so yeah y'all definitely go and read that book and something else that I want to share with you guys is um last year I started doing something I guess I would say year before last I started doing something where my phone every time I would hear a quote or read a quote I would create a folder on my notebook on my phone and I would write that quote down and then I will go back at the end of the year and read all of the quotes um, that I that like really stuck out to me. And, you know, I even journaled about some and how and why I wrote it down and what thoughts were triggered when reading the quote or hearing the quote and how it reflected upon my current life or my thought process or whatever it was relating to why I wrote it down. And so I have like this page and folders of quotes, but. Um, I want to leave you guys with something that um, I want to read something from this book that I hope, you know, you go back and play and you listen to. And it actually helps to really I hope that it resonates with you and that you really understand um, and begin to walk in that we all begin to understand and walk in um, the power and the grace and the favor of God that um, I feel like all of us can tap into. 
So I will leave you guys with a quote from As a Man Thinketh, James Allen. A noble and godlike character is not a thing of favor or chance, but is the natural result of continued effort in right thinking, the effect of long cherished association with godlike thoughts. By the right choice and true application of thought, man ascends to the divine perfection. By the abuse and wrong application of thought, he descends below the level of the beast. Between these two extremes are all the grades of character and man is their maker and master. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to On the Same Page Podcast. Love y'all. Peace.